So the word of the Lord this evening. So we've been talking a lot about how to read scripture and how to study and how to make this real for our lives because what we want you to be able to do when you leave here as students is to be able to take the fight to the enemy's camp and you got to get equipped. So the last few days, Paul and Britton and myself have all been going over and trying to mirror and show you ways that you can do this yourselves. And so tonight, as we talk about another set of verses from Psalms 119, we pick up in Psalms 119.57, the Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your word. And we're going to go a little bit more tactically through this and break it down verse by verse by verse and what it, it's saying to us tonight, okay? You guys down for that? All right. So, the Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your word. Right out of the gate, the psalmist recognizes without the Lord, nothing is possible, right? And because he knows that when we read the Lord is my portion, we know this is, this is everything. You are the provider of all things that I need. And because of your faithfulness, O oh Lord, I promise to keep your word. Have you ever thought about that in, in the fullness of, of your lives and what God provides for you? Even, even that right there is enough to say, you know what, I will follow you wherever you call me. I will do what you ask because you have not let me down yet. Verse 58, I, treat, I entreat your favor with all my heart, so be gracious to me according to your promise. I entreat your favor with all my heart. When we read with all my heart here in the Psalms, we can read the Hebrew word lev, and that word all my heart isn't just talking about our physical heart or an emotional love heart. When the Hebrews would read this, they would understand that all my heart is really everything in me. My everything, every desire I have, that is how I entreat your favor. So we're not just talking about, Lord, hey, if you feel like it, give me favor. This is a like soul crunching, I have to have this. I need you to come down and help me and save me because I can't do it on my own. He entreats and he asks and he says, be gracious according to your promise. Now, that could be a promise that the Lord made with the psalmist. We don't know 100%, but when I read that in Scripture, what sticks out to me is Exodus 33. Now, if you're following along and you want to put a note and you say, okay, Exodus 33, what's that mean? Matt said something about it, just like we were talking about with Paul and Britain this morning. To me, this reminds me of Exodus 33. What's happening in this passage and you need to go back and check it out later, is this. Exodus 32, the Israelites have been brought out of Egypt. They're at the base of Mount Sinai. Moses is up on a mountain. And while he's up there and God is giving him the plans for his tabernacle and how he's going to covenant with his people, the people of Israel are down below and they are having a party and they've made themselves an idol. They haven't even been out of Egypt one year and they're already starting to stumble. 
So God says to Moses, he says, guess what's happening? They've already walked away from the things that I've told them not to do, and so here we are. And God says to Moses in 33, I can't go with you any further, because if I do, I will be so angry that I'll consume all of these stubborn and stiff-necked people. And so on our behalf, Moses begs God, please, we can't go any further without you. And so God makes a promise. And to me, when I read this verse, that's the promise that I'm entreating with all my heart. Lord, go with me. Wherever you're calling me to go, I'm asking you to go with me. So in my Bible, I have Exodus 33 written next to verse 58. We go on in 59, and it says, When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. So this is all about repentance. This is a great, this whole passage, these eight verses, this is an incredible section for you to go by verse by verse by verse. You could read this as a prayer daily. Now, where's Gideon? Hey, you asked me last night, is it really this easy? Yeah, it's really this easy. You read this passage every day and you make it a prayer, you'll see your life change, I promise. It's that easy. All right? So right here, when I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. Here's the juxtaposition between me and God. For my ways are wrong. At the end of the day, I'm going to mess up every time because I have sin in my life and I have desires that God needs to work out. And so when I think about the things that I've done, this is a call for repentance here in verse 59. And so I turn my feet back to God's testimonies. Because of the things that he's done and he's shown me, I'm going to change the way that I live and think and do things. Verse 60, I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Okay, one quick short verse in the, in the middle of these double couplets. I'm going to do everything I can as quickly as I can to obey you, God. That's the heart that I want to have. I hope that's the heart that you want to have. All right, and then it says, Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. So there's going to be things coming at us as soon as we leave here. We've got to just prepare for it now. Because why? We're taking the fight where? To the enemy. We're taking the fight to the enemy's camp. Thank you. So the enemy is going to be coming after you. The wicked are going to set cords to ensnare you. But if we don't forget the law of the Lord, we're going to be okay. This is a good one. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous rules. You ever just had one of those moments where you wake up and you don't know why? And you wrestle and you're like, what am I doing up? I need, I need sleep. I've got a test tomorrow or whatever. What's going on? What I love about this is the psalmist is saying, at midnight, when I wake up out of a deep sleep and I don't know why, I sing praise. I get out of bed and I go to praise you because you are righteous. Your rules are righteous. What would it look like if we lived like that, right? In those moments where we didn't know why we were awake and stirring, but we were like, well, I'm up, and God, you're with me, and you're better than anything I could ever imagine, and I'm just going to say thank you for a little bit. If we live like that, it changes everything. This is a cool one. Verse 63, I am a companion to all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. 
little audience participation real quick. What do you think that's meaning? I'm a companion to all those who fear you and those who keep your precepts. I've got, I've got the two biggest players in the whole thing right now, Matt and Gideon. They've got an answer, but let's see who else can come up with something. I am a companion to all who fear you and of those who keep your precepts. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Hey, take a look around. Look to your right, look to your left. Right? Are these your friends? Do they love the Lord? Are they doing their best to hold you up and hold you accountable and encourage you to follow him? Seems like those are worthy friends, right? What about when you go back home? What do your friends look like then? Do your friends fear the Lord at home? Are they going to encourage you? Are they going to help iron sharpen iron? You have friends back home who keep the precepts of the Lord and encourage you to do the same? I can't answer that, but you can. And it's up to you to seek out those that do, right? Like I said, these eight verses in particular of this stanza, of this word puzzle that we're breaking down every night from Psalms 119, this is a beautiful mini guidebook right here. Okay, this is like the cheat sheet. This is the cliff notes. You make this a prayer every day that you get up in the morning. You take a note card and you write out from 57 to 64. And on your way to school every morning, you pray this over yourself. I guarantee you it's going to change the way you think and it's going to change the way that you act. And it finishes out with praise. It finishes out like this. The earth, O Lord, is full of your steadfast love. So teach me your statutes. All right? So... One bit, one bit, one bit, right out. We're going to go straight down. The Lord is my, por my portion, and I promise to keep your word. I recognize what he's provided for me, and because of that, I promise and I say I'm going to do my best to keep your word, Lord. I'm going to ask for your favor with everything that I have within me, and I'm going to remember your, pa your past promises while I ask for whatever I need in the future. I'm going to think on how you are. I'm going to think on your ways and I'm going to turn my feet to those when I think about how I have messed up and I need to repent. So I hasten and I do not delay to keep your commandments. I know that there are those that are going to be coming after me, Lord, so please help me not to forget your law. When I rise and I don't know why, Lord, I want to have praise fill my space, Lord. And I want to be a friend to those who love you and fear you and keep your commandments. And finally, we finish with praise because the, the earth, O oh Lord, is full of steadfast love. Do you see it? Does it remind you of another prayer that we say quite often? That we got from our Heavenly Father who came to earth as a baby? When Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. So we can treat this as a, a prayer just like the Lord's Prayer, right? Everything that we have in Scripture points back to Jesus. 
Amen? Amen. All right, ladies, we're going to let you go first tonight. And before we start moving, I'm just going to close this in prayer. Thank the Lord for the day. We're going to end with some praise, and then we're going to go to bed. Father, thank you for who you are, high King of heaven. And Lord, of all things, you still bid us to call you Father, and we are unworthy, and we love you. We ask that you be with us tonight, that you be with us in our conversations, in our dorms, that you would impress your laws and your word upon our hearts. Help us to sharpen iron. Help us to be brothers and sisters and friends and encouragers of those who love you. Help us to be witnesses to those who don't yet know you. And help us, Lord, to equip ourselves to take the fight to the enemy's camp. We don't want to be sitting in our own camp and let the enemy keep attacking us. We want to take the fight to him. So we ask that you give us ways to do that. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.